Principal Matters Podcast, Episode 136. Hi, Principal Matters listeners. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the school leaders podcast. This week, I'm bringing you an episode on the road. If you'd like other free resources like this one, you can check out all my posts at my website at williamdparker.com. Sometimes I spend so much time driving to visit schools that I serve in Oklahoma that it helps if I can log in and have a conversation on the road. And I've, I've done this before, and, but it's been a while. So if you're hearing the sounds of, of the wheels under my car and passing vehicles, then you can know that this is a recorded version as I'm driving safely down the road with my mic cued and hands on the wheels. But I, I wanted to share this week some ideas specifically about crucial conversations. Recently, I was talking to some aspiring and assistant principals in a workshop about the importance of understanding before being understood. And often, one of the most difficult parts of school leadership involves how to have difficult conversations. And there's a lot that's been written and said on that subject. But I want to talk specifically today about the targeted participants in your school setting. Several years ago, I heard Todd Whitaker teaching on what great school leaders do differently. And he talks about the importance for school leaders of targeting their highest achieving teachers when it comes to the leadership focus in their school. And here's Todd's lesson. Todd's lesson is that school leaders tend to default towards focusing on the least performing teachers in their buildings as ways to try to correct and build them up so that all of their team can be productive and effective in instruction. But one of the difficulties with focusing on the weakest members of your team is the neglect that can often happen to the stronger members. And even worse is if your focus on the weaker members of your team means that you're neglecting the great practices that are happening among your stronger members, which means that you aren't highlighting, focusing on, celebrating those great successes. And so Todd's advice is for school leaders to think about when they're making decisions, when they're planning ahead, when they're setting calendars, when they're discussing new initiatives, thinking about how would this idea influence or affect my strongest members? And basing your leadership decisions on how this will be monitored, evaluated, adjusted, or implemented by my strongest team members. Because with that thought in mind, then you're moving forward with the idea of how do I keep growing my school with my strongest members in mind, because they're the ones who are going to really make this happen well, who can model it and teach it to those around them. And I love that concept because it's a great reminder that when you're thinking about difficult conversations, crucial conversations with people in your building, that you're not able to lead forward unless your focus is in the right place first. And so one of the things I appreciate about Todd's advice is that your focus in leadership has to first be on how do you promote the strengths that are happening 
in your building. And this works for classrooms, it works for school-wide settings, and it works for organizations or team building as well. Because if your focus is consistently on how to strengthen the weakest members of your team, then you've suddenly forgotten that the weakest members actually grow more when you're strengthening everyone. And so as you're growing your strongest members and keeping them connected with what's happening in your school, involving them in decision-making, then inevitably you're raising the tide for everyone else. Now, that conversation always brings up a question when I'm talking to school leaders, which is, well, then what do I do about my weaker or struggling team members? And I think the answer is not that you completely ignore them. I remember in a presentation by Dr. Anthony Muhammad in his discussions on crucial conversations, how he shared the importance of school leaders having the courage to have difficult conversations with team members who may be negatively influencing culture or who may be pulling others down or who may not be giving students the educational experiences that they deserve. And as I was sitting through a presentation with Dr. Muhammad, I actually raised my hand and I asked him that question, how do you reconcile the idea of targeting your strongest members like Todd Whitaker teaches with having crucial conversations with your weakest members as your research supports? And I can't quote Dr. Muhammad, but I remember him saying that it's important that you understand the dynamics involved in both sets, that you cannot, as a school administrator, ignore those weak areas of your school and still be responsible. It's irresponsible to ignore the crucial conversations that are necessary to happen to make sure that students are being served well. And so I've been trying to think of an analogy of how to share that with school leaders. And while I'm driving down this road, I've been thinking about this analogy that might be helpful. I don't know if you've ever been on a vacation with your family, but I've taken several. And as the father of four children, often as we set off on a car trip, we'll load up our family and luggage in the back. And when our children were smaller, maybe we brought books with them or books on tape or CDs as they got older or videos for them to watch. And now, of course, with smartphones and all the digital media that they have to download, all of those things are varied. But inevitably, when you're on a trip, you, especially a long road trip, there are opportunities for sharing, talking, and sometimes getting on each other's nerves. And depending on the energy levels or the sleep levels or the moods of that day, um, you can have all kinds of experiences inside that car. And I know specifically, as I was a young father, sometimes um, as my kids were becoming impatient or bothering one another, that sometimes you can have those emotions erupt into a car. And so you might have crying babies or children, or you may want to cry. And your ability as you're driving to try to navigate the road, the trip, the experience, and respond to the behaviors that are happening around you, it's easy to forget the big picture. Because what is the whole goal of a road trip with your family, especially if you're going on vacation to some destination, and that is to try to have some experience that's memorable, to try to enjoy time together, to try to grow in your relationships with each other. But you're also human, and so as you're trying to navigate that road while also managing those conversations and relationships that are happening around you, I think it's an important analogy to think about how do I, as a dad make it to my destination, correct the behaviors that I might be seeing that need correction, 
without making that the entire focus of my of my trip. In other words, how can I still point us towards the direction and destination that we're going, try to maintain a positive attitude, try to come up with creative ideas, stories, activities, narratives, so that our experience together is overall a positive one, while at the same time being a responsible dad and making sure that my kids are treating each other and their parents with respect and and that we get along. Well, I'm not going to claim that I'm a perfect dad who does that perfectly because I don't, but I can tell you this, that the mood of your family in those situations is often affected by the by the leader in that situation. One time we were leaving my parents' home in West Tennessee to, for the long trip back home, and my children had actually been asking me for days if we could stay one extra day with my as a family, and, and I was itching to get back home because there were several things I wanted to do to get ready for work for the new semester to begin. And I had set our return date for my family and I really didn't want to negotiate changing it to one more day, even though I could actually have done that without compromising all of the to-dos that I had on my list to return home. And the morning that we packed up to head back the long trip from the grandparents to our home, I uh, put the bags in the car, loaded up the kiddos and my wife was in the passenger's seat. And as I looked in the rear view mirror, as we pulled away for miles down the road, I could just see tears streaming down the faces of my kids. No one was speaking, but there was a lot of tears and quite a bit of crying going on because they didn't want to go home. And there were two kinds of narratives going through my mind. On the one hand, I was thinking, you know, we've set this return date ahead of time. I'm the adult in this situation. My wife and I discussed it. This is a good day for us to return home. And so my kids need to learn that this is just the reality of mom and dad making decisions for you. And then the other narrative going through my head was, you know, if I adjusted my schedule a little, we could have stayed for an extra day. And maybe my kids have some merit in the emotions that they're experiencing. And maybe I should reconsider giving them one more day with their grandparents before we return home. So finally... I just turned off the road and pulled into a, a vacant lot of some store that we were passing and said, okay, kids, talk to me. And we had a very open heart-to-heart discussion about why they felt like one more day was important and how long it was going to be before we saw grandparents again who lived long distance from us. And we talked about my schedule and we turned around and we went back. And we had a joyful, amazing one more day at my parents' home. And I'm really glad that I took time to gauge what was happening with my kids and family and let them be a part of a shared decision. Now, what does that have to do with school leadership? Well, this year you're driving a big bus that's full of a lot of people as a school leader. And on that bus, there's a lot of passengers. Some of them are teammates who share equal authority with you, perhaps. Some of them are support staff. Some of them are your students, your kiddos, whose it's the ultimate destination is to get them to where they need to go. And in that drive towards your destination, there's going to be a lot of times where you're going to need to have crucial conversations. What's the goal? Well, the goal is to get to the destination, but the goal is also to protect the relationships the input, and the culture that you have together as you get there. Dr. Samir Hinduja is a psychologist who shared recently at the 
Middle Level Educators National Conference, AMLE's National Conference in Orlando, Florida, back in late October. And I heard him talk specifically about the kinds of school culture models that reflect positive student experience. He shared three of them. The first is the authoritarian model, where a leader has a very heavy hand, has strong controls of what's going on in his or her school, but does not provide any emotional, social emotional support for his students and teachers. They typically have safe schools, but they don't necessarily have schools where students feel like they flourish or excel. The second model he shared was a permissive leadership model where a leader is very concerned about the social emotional learning of his or her students, but does not have strong expectations, fair, firm, consistent follow through, and therefore students might feel like they're loved and cared for, but they don't necessarily feel safe, nor do they feel like their schools are effective. And then the third model, which is a strong model that he shared, is the authoritative model. And the authoritative model is schools that are led by leaders who understand both the, the importance of strong disciplinary structure with fair, firm, consistent follow-through and understanding the social-emotional support of the people that they're serving so that together those two dynamics are in play. And in the authoritative model research that Dr. Hinduja has done, 98% of the students in those schools feel like their schools are safe and effective places for learning. So this week, as you're driving your school bus, as you're on the road with your school, as you think about crucial conversations, then yes, like Todd Whitaker says, you need to be making sure that you are listening to the strongest members on your team for feedback so that you are supporting them and driving success based on what's good for them so that it raises the tide for your entire team. And yes, like Dr. Anthony Mohammed would say, you're having crucial conversations with your weaker members to make sure that they're hearing directly from you areas where they need to improve without that being the driving focus of your leadership, but a crucial part of your leadership. And then yes, like Dr. Hinduja teaches, you are balancing both strong expectations with strong emotional support for your folks so that you have a model where kids feel like they're safe and learning. So this week, as you drive your bus for your school, how do you have difficult and crucial conversations? Where should your focus be? Well, it needs to be a focus where at the end of the day, the experience that you're providing for teachers and students is one that you would want for your own children. A place that you would want your children to show up every day so that they can thrive, so that they can flourish in their learning but a place where they feel listened to, where there's shared leadership experiences and where your school bus can reach a destination where at the end of the day, students are learning, teachers enjoy where they work and you have a flourishing school. So I hope that's helpful from this week's conversation on the road. And I'm going to uh, turn my attention now back to finishing the journey I'm on But I hope that you're having a fantastic week. Thanks for taking time to listen to this On the Road podcast episode. Um, If you'd like other free resources like this one for school leaders, you can check out my website at williamdparker.com. You can check out my books, Principal Matters, The Motivation, Courage, and Action, and Teamwork Needed for School Leaders, or my book, Messaging Matters, How to 
inspire students, motivate teachers, and reach communities, both at my website or at amazon.com. If you'd like to connect with me on Twitter, my handle is at WilliamDP. At Instagram, my handle is William underscore D underscore Parker. Um, Or you can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. I hope you're having a fantastic week. Thanks for doing what matters, and I'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.